What up, everybody? What up? Y'all know what it is. It's your man, Uncanny, and you are live for another episode of the Connects radio show. Y'all know what we do here on our show. We spin the hottest in unsigned and independent hip-hop, plus interviews with the brightest stars in the culture. And when I say that, I don't say it loosely. Tonight is a crazy, crazy interview, man. I have not only one of the best uh, artists from the St. Louis region, I have one of the best battle rappers from the St. Louis region. And they the same cat. He goes by teed up. Oh, he right here on Connects Radio. Dub, what up? What's happening? Not much, man. Happy to have you here on the show, man. So talk to me. You've been running St. Louis for a long time, man. Born and raised there? Absolutely. Yeah, born and raised. North City, St. Louis. That's what we do. That's what's up, man. So talk to me. How did you get your start in music? Uh, kind of really was born in it, man. Like, uh, hip hop was 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 bred in me in a sense. My uh, big cousins, you know, every family gathering, you know what I'm saying. They uh, freestyled and throw on instrumentals. So, as as a youth, you know what I'm saying, it was kind of embedded in me. So uh, hip hop was always like a uh, it was a happy place for me. You know what I'm saying because it reminded me of the family being together and good times. You know what I'm saying outside all the turbulence that was happening around in the city. So uh, I, I took a, a love to it off the rip. Oh, for sure. And that's kind of what your bio says is you've been you've been at it since about grade school, like six, seven years old. Yeah, I, I started freestyling probably. When I, I was uh, five or six years old for sure. Uh, I really graduated to writing probably when I was about 10. OK. And did you know at 10, 11, you wanted to take it serious or you just knew that was the next step was to start writing songs and kind of putting them together? No, I just I just did it because I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I love doing a lot of shit at that age, you know, at that 10, 11 years old, one minute you want to be a surgeon, the next minute you want to be a basketball player, the next minute you want to do this. So it was a lot of things that I loved that I put energy into, you know what I'm saying, whether that was sports or whatever the situation was. Uh, music just ultimately, I mean, it was just a love of mine, you know. Sure. I, I, I wasn't even thinking that far along to think about no career or no shit like that. Right, just doing it to do it. You you mentioned sports a couple times. What's your favorite sport? Uh, I don't have a favorite, but basketball, uh, football, and baseball for sure. No doubt. So you were salty when the Rams left the loot in? Because that was, that was kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, hell, hell yeah. I mean, not only did, you know what I'm saying, uh, our team leave, but it uh, took a big chunk, you know what I'm saying, of uh, the economic wins that we had here in the city. You know, a lot of people, you know, worked down at that stadium with the games. Uh, they brought a lot of money in, a lot of tourism to the city. So, uh, it it affected the city in a whole other way that most people don't look at besides the fact that we lost a football team. For sure, for sure. There's definitely financial ramifications to losing a professional sport. Um, but y'all cool, though, because the Cardinals always pretty competitive, whether y'all field in big names or not. Y'all usually y'all usually right there in the in the standings, you know, running it up. So shouts out to uh, St. Louis, man. So being born and raised uh, in a hub of black people helps. Right. I, and I say that in the in the best way. Uh, obviously, my market is a little different. We're closer to ten percent, twelve percent African American, whereas the St. Louis market is over fifty percent. So, talk right. to us about how that gave perspective, um, not only to your music, but just your growth and uh, maturation process. I mean, um, what it did was, I mean, it woke me up, you know, as as a youngin, you know, just being able to see. So, this is right. St. Louis City is predominantly black, but. Mm -hmm. St. Louis County is five minutes down the street and that's predominantly white. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's it's a, it's really a mixture in the, in the inner city. Yeah, it's predominantly black, uh, but it's also 
the power is still uh based in white supremacy you know what i'm saying so it's a a very systemically oppressed city um but filled with black people you feel me so you you get all the beautiful aspects of the black culture but you also get all the terrible aspects of a white supremacist ran southern city uh systemically racially so on and so forth so uh, what that did was the hood gave me the power to not be afraid to confront shit like that but Mm. the city and the systemic issues is what radicalized me to the point where I knew how to use that power. If that makes sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. That absolutely makes a ton of sense. Um, and you kind of rose to national prominence with the Mike Brown incident. Um, you were definitely on the front lines. You were very vocal. You were very active during that time. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from you is actually, I shook, I shook Obama's hand with the same one I sold crack with. Like that's, that's crazy in and of itself. So talk to us about what it was like taking on a leadership role in, in a civic manner. I mean, I was just doing what I felt like every black man should have did at that time. Um, I wasn't trying to be a leader. I just, I had enough, you know, I got black kids. I got little homies. I got nieces, nephews, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't want them to continue to grow up in a world that I grew up in. Um, and I wasn't trying to do everything that I felt like I could do to make it better for them. You know, I, I, I started to live my life like this, like every second that I'm alive, I want to try to make the world for us uh, better than it was the second before, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's that's what I decided to do. Uh, I wasn't trying to be a leader. And in all honesty, I actually lost and sacrificed a lot, you know what I'm saying, even stepping out doing that shit. Um, but it was what was necessary, you know, for the city and for our people here completely understood um and then and in doing that we're gonna switch gears just a little bit because uh even your battle raps your your rhymes when you're standing across from an opponent are still very rooted in kind of the same things that obviously is is your belief system and there's authenticity to it so talk sure. to us about bringing that you know that type of style to battle rapping because some people joke some people saw gun bars with you it's real life so yeah. talk to us about bringing that to the battle arena and being successful with it. I mean, that's that's just the type of MC I am. Um, I'm I'm this type of artist. Like, I'm not going to step into character mode and give you something that's not me. Everything that you get is going to be a piece of me. Um, my goal with that is to tell the truth, but also be better at telling my truth than you are at telling your lies. For sure. You know, <laughs> for sure. So that's for that's sure. what I be on, man. You know, I, I I'm skilled. <laughs> But I, I just want to tell my truth. That's it. Okay. So who's your favorite battle? Who who is it your favorite opponent you stood across from that really kind of you know gave it back to you as well as you gave it to them? Um man, I don't think I had it yet. I, I think that's that's uh that's coming. I don't think okay. I had that yet. Okay. I will say I did like the back and forth between you and A Ward. That was super decent on some on some Missouri oh, yeah, shit. That sure. was that was fire. Um yeah, for sure. So what's it like kind of navigating both? Because there aren't really, you're either a battle rapper or you're a rapper. There isn't really that medium. And you kind of, nah, you're, you're they, really they good wanna, at both. They want to put you in their box. Every So every great MC. So typically when we talk about great MCs and legendary MCs, you know what I'm saying? You normally hear the same 20 names. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear the Pox, you hear the Jiggas, you hear the Eminems, you hear the Waynes, yeah. you hear the Kendricks, you hear the Coles. All of them have battled. Whether it was on wax, whether it was freestyling on the corner, 
all of them have had battles. You know what I'm saying? We heard about the legendary battle that never really got talked about between Jay-Z and DMX. Yeah. You know, that happened backstage. Eminem was a battle rapper. Kendrick had battles before, nice. you know what I'm saying, his, his albums and shit start coming out. You know what I'm saying? Wayne has, has sent shots at motherfuckers on wax. Drake, Pusha nice. T, Jada Kiss, Beanie Siegel, like all the great big Pac, you know what I'm saying? Ice Cube, all the great legendary MCs that's a part of them. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I don't I don't consider it a difference. People want to make it a difference. People Absolutely. who are only good at one side of that thing want to make it different. Niggas who right. just can niggas who can battle rap but can't make the, the music is just ass. They yeah. want to say, oh, you know, I battle rap or people want to separate it. Niggas who can't be lyric, who aren't lyrically inclined, they can just make some decent bop ass music. Yeah. Who aren't, you don't look at them like, oh, this nigga is an amazing rapper. You don't view it like yeah. that. They try to separate it and be like, oh, battle rappers can't make music. Like, it's two different things. If you a great MC, you should be able to do both. And that's what I take pride in. See, that's dope. It's almost like uh, back in the day, LL says something similar. It's almost like it's part of your toolkit. Like it, like you yeah. explain it, like it's just part of the, the toolkit is the battling. Um, no, Absolutely. that's dope. And that perspective is super, super unique. Not a lot of people feel that way. Um, one of your frequent collaborators is actually a homie of mine. You and Bo go way back. Talk to us about how y'all got started making music together. So Bo actually introduced himself to me for the first time at one of my battles. Mm. Uh, I, can't, I can't even remember which one it was, but it was it was early in my battle career. I was, you know what I mean? B-Magic had really just got started. But when we got started, it was like, shit, the city, we turned the city up. Like, you know, Verb and Holland, and all them had left. So St. Louis ain't really had nobody making no crazy amount of noise. So when me and B-Magic came on the scene, it was like a fucking tornado. So uh, a lot of people got activated and start, you know, coming to the battles and shit like that. So I actually met Bo at a battle. And uh, when cool. I met him, I researched who he was and I saw what he was doing on the underground scene. So I'm like, all right, bro, dope. And he got a grind to him. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I reached out to him because I was trying to make my transition from the street. So I'm like, bro, like I need to surround myself with people who know how to have an independent career. Because one For thing sure. that they tried to push on rappers in St. Louis, like, oh, you got to push a single. You need a dance record or you need this. You need to get on the radio. Right. I ain't never want to do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to be a great MC. I ain't never seen Jay Z lean with it, snap with it ever in my motherfucking life. So that way, never gonna, <laughs> and you won't. <laughs> that wasn't gonna be me. So I needed to figure out how to do it my way. And uh, Bo was somebody I saw doing it his way. So I reached out to him, and he was open to give me some guidance in regards to that element. And shit, we was locked in ever since. We just started doing music together after that. Yeah, no, for real. And you guys have created some some really dope stuff. Um, what you guys had a Batman Bane project a while back. Yeah, Bruce versus Bang. We had, we had the first one in uh 2014, and then we dropped one when uh we first started the label in uh this was it the top of 2020? No, okay. it was like fall of 2020, something like that. Yeah, see, I got hit way back in 14. You know what I mean? That sure. that just to put a little little stamp on it. Um, no man, but just very appreciative of of everything you guys kind of bring to not only the independent scene but just just the the Midwest period because y'all y'all do a lot of putting on. Um, and encouraging people, whether it be through your actions or through your, you know, your words, you guys are really like the shit. Like, I don't know if people tell y'all that, but y'all really kind of the shit. Um, so let me be the first if nobody else does, or let me be in the line of, I just want to put my respect on it. You know what I'm saying? Wow, for sure. Appreciate it. Uh, also, shout out Adam Murphy, man, Midwest uh, Midwest Mixtapes, man. Uh, you see, we plugged in with him. This, this interview will be right there 
on the website, man. He told me he's been working with you uh, for a while, man. How did Joe link up? So uh, same thing. Um, Adam actually came to a battle of mine. Uh, he was doing some promo shit at the battle. So Adam has done marketing and promo work for all type of artists, man, all type of products. And I actually met him at a battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he came to the battle. I think Street Nigga actually told him, like, bro, you need to check out this dude, T Dub O and B Magic. That you know, they, they battle rapping with street status. Like, you need to check them out. And I think right. Adam came to a battle. And uh, shit, we, we met at a battle. We've been locked in since. So, whatever I ever needed from him and Midwest mixtapes, it was always love and vice versa. For sure, for sure. All again, all support, man. Networking is one of the keys to making it. No matter what industry you in, yeah. networking is is a huge. Look, huge so, well, I just want to say this real quick while we on the subject of battle rap. So, all the things that I was able to accomplish and get started, every what opened that door was street status and battle rap. So, shout out the old boy, you know what I'm saying? Shout out the old from street status, and this also proves everybody wrong that niggas they feel like. If you in St. Louis, you can't make certain music or you can't be lyrical or you can't do that. You got to do the, you got to ride the waves. You got to do the bullshit. You got to make the radio songs and all that shit. I have surpassed everybody that I came in, either if they was on at that time or they yeah. came in after me. Like, so just, just for the young ones who coming up, learn the game, study the game, study hip hop, study the greats, focus on being dope because a lot of y'all don't want to be dope no more. Focus on actually being dope at your craft. And and you can take this shit super far. Don't let nobody no, tell you you can't. That's super serious. So artists, uh, influencers, y'all tuned in, y'all heard them. All you got to do is tap into the skill set. Build your skill set. Build, you know what I mean? Get out there, shoot. Get in the gym, man. You got to get in the gym. Um, because that other shit, it fades. Like that little dancey, poppy, trendy shit, it, it fades real, it, real quick. Like in the summer. Like you'll be hot in March and cold in September. Like it's, it's no bueno. It's no bueno, but dope music, uh, it, it's timeless. You know what I mean? Obviously. Uh, and, and you guys are doing that. So keep keep it up, man. Just keep doing what y'all do. Um, now I'm going to ask you, man, you got a record out. Uh, it's a video to it. It's very uh, emotion driven. You know what I mean? Sure. You, you, you spoke on this. There's some realness to it. You actually came at a black icon a little bit. Um, so talk to me about it. We want to play it right here on the show. For sure. So the, uh, the record is called Dear Yay. And, um, uh... Actually, I gotta I gotta give credit to uh, my executive assistant, Kasia Steele, uh, for the idea. Uh, we was actually, you know, working in the studio, and I was working on the album. And uh, this is when, like, the shit really was going up with Ye. Like, nigga was flying off the off the rails, and you know, people close to him was reaching out. It's like he wasn't he wasn't trying to hear none of that shit. Now we was talking about the situation, and uh, one of the things, like, even with dude tripping and shit like that. One of the things you always see when it comes to black men, they're so ready to crucify us. You know what I'm saying? But anybody else, they give grace, they give chance after chance after chance. Uh, but black men, they be ready to shrink us up with every single thing, even when it's as clear as day that somebody's struggling with mental health or you know struggling with addiction or just struggling in general, or may just be miseducated. They they ready to hang us up. So I I viewed it from both sides. Like yeah, Brody tripping. You know what I'm saying with some of the things that he's doing, but he also struggling and people ready to wipe their fucking shoes on him. You feel me? So right. I, I wrote the record in the sense of if I could call him on the phone and he had a real friend, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been around a lot of these these famous niggas, these rich niggas, and everybody just tell them yes. 
even when they dead ass wrong, you know what I'm saying? Nobody want to upset the power structure. They don't want to be honest and say, nah, nigga, you tripping. You know what I'm saying? And if they do do that, then they want to get some type of credit off of it. So they're going to do it virtually. They're going to do yeah. it on Instagram. They're going to do it on Twitter. To where there's some record of, yeah. yeah. So they so they can get some credit versus uh pulling up on their homie and really showing their love. So I wanted to make this record in the sense if, if I actually had the ability to contact Ye and call him and have a real, real nigga conversation with him. Facts. We're going to bring it to you. This is Dear Ye right here on the Connects radio show, man. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, I got some shit to say. First and foremost, I've been a fan since like 11th grade. When I was down and out, I played production that you made. Hoping Jesus walks, but probably when you fought where I was raised. You don't know my name, I'm off the corner, coming to the game. I dodged niggas testifying through the wire, I heard them say, flashing lights or the grave, what's the pain that we was bound to? But truth, the sweet serenades, the good life whispers turn you to a monster. Gotta have it to niggas in Paris with the throne conquered. You lost your way, sometimes we all need GPS. Oppressed, taught us that it's us versus us for VVS. Paying ties to the jeweler for temptation of the flesh. I don't think you anti-Jewish, just explain shit incorrect. Yeah, it's truth that we Still got these chains upon our necks. It's a saying for this shit. Wanna know who rule identify? Speak the truth. See who you are not allowed to criticize. Wake up, Mr. West. See, this the game we gotta play when our power held for ransom. Listen more and talk less. Sway really had the answers. And your comments about the movement was foolish. Views through a blur lens. Simply put, it was stupid. Candace Owens, a house nigga who got no real solutions. You from Chicago, nigga, where every day young niggas shooting. What would Donda think about your new position? See, I too done been in court fighting for my children. I understand how the system treat us black fathers. Use us as an ATM until we got flat pockets. But you too influential to be used as a pawn. Take a hundred million, put that in the hood that you from. See, it's crime in our community because it's poverty there. Corner store on every corner, but no lottery checks. We scream black lives matter because they don't to them. See, white lives ain't never murdered just because of skin. We broken men who rims in prison, they won't open gyms. I'm dropping jewels, I hope you get the hurt. These spoken gyms. They brought us here, we built the country, then they gave us nothing. Created walls to stop us ever from becoming something. Yeah. Wake up, Mr. West. Pick up Mr. West. Rap is the new rock and roll. We the rock stars.
And we right back. That shit was dope, man. That shit's dope. Uh, you gave us the inspiration. Who shot it for you? Rimrod. The homie Rimrod, mm-hmm. man. Uh, early in my career, he did a lot of work for me. And uh, we been bouncing back and forth, man. He been doing his thing. And, you know, I was over here traveling back and forth. And I, I did a lot of shit with film legends. And I'm like, I need to hit Rim up. So uh, I, I wanted to really tap into when I started working on this project, I wanted to bring everything that brought me to this point involved in it somehow and uh i wanted to get rim ride back to it so he did he did the album cover photo shoot uh we did another photo shoot so the after that i'm like bro like i thought did this record i hit him the same night i said it to him i was like man i'm gonna get this mixed and mastered tomorrow right after i did the record because i want to drop it immediately right. and uh i was like come to the studio let's let's do a video you know what i'm saying so he pulled up on me we made that shit that's what's up no nice video good look um no everything looks good 2023 um is a bounce back year for a lot of people how's it going you know go for dub oh man it's up um the pandemic fucked a lot of shit up but business wise but not not creatively because you know i I, we cooked through the pandemic you know what i'm saying we never shut down i built a studio all this shit so uh i continue to grow as an artist you know throughout the pandemic but 2023 business wise like shit definitely going through the roof for sure for sure, for sure. Anything you want to announce while you're here on the show? Soon it all be over out now. Out you know now, man. And if you're in St. Louis, March 18th, we live at the Oz. You know what I'm saying? The first uh first concert for the Soon It All Be Over shit. Uh we at the Oz March 18th. We got oh. some shit in the works, man. Bet it up, bet it up. March 18th. Are tickets available now or you just get them at the door? Nah, not yet. Not yet. We gonna we gonna we ain't even really announced it yet. This is the first time I've announced it. So ain't you, heard, flyer, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Breaking news. We just signed the paper with the with the promoter. So dope. Dope. March 18th. If you're in the St. Louis area, make sure y'all pull up the pops. It is the first nah, show. The eyes. The the eyes. Eyes. See, I fucked it yeah. up. See, I'm already fucking up. Pull up to the eyes. You know what I mean? Um, get there, beat them there. You know what I mean? Don't meet them there, beat them there. It's gonna be a fantastic show. I promise you that. Just caught you at New Music Thursday, man. Tap in with the uh coalition as well, man. They moving and grooving. Uh, I appreciate your time, man. Anything you want to leave the people with? Nah, man, that's it, man. Like I said, tap in with the album. Um, and really, like I said, uh, when I grabbed the mic on Thursday, okay. St. Louis industry and wherever you from, whatever your city is, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we like to complain about St. Louis, but you know I've been in some of these cities and some of these artists feel the same way. Like sure. uh, the, the industry don't fuck with them locally, you know what I'm saying? Like they fuck with national artists or whatever the situation is. So look you know for anybody that's gonna see this like them same in like major artists that you you fucking with like they all started somewhere you know what i'm saying so support those creatives and those independent creatives in your city the same way if they don't you know what i'm saying like really support them uh because they need it you feel me so st louis industry got to respect st louis industry and treat st louis industry how st louis industry need to be treated if we want the the national industry to give us the respect that we deserve that we always complaining about you know what i'm saying that the djs complain about that the promoters complain about that the radio hosts complain about that the artists complain about until we put some respect on that shit, we can't expect nobody else to put some respect on that shit. and i'm better than all you niggas. 
<laughs> there it is, man. Tap in with T Double on all your favorite socials, man. Make sure oh, y'all get the album out everywhere. Y'all know what it is, man. We appreciate your time. You are connected and respected, Dub. Uh, we're gonna share this thing everywhere. Playback available, you know, on all your favorite podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, you know, everywhere. So check us out for sure. Y'all know what it is, man. The Connects Radio Show. I told y'all we're going to bring y'all the dope shit. That's what we're going to keep doing. You know what I mean? One interview at a time. The hot music, the dope underground, unsigned, independent artists, man. Because that's what we all, that's where they all started. And we're going to put the light on them. So tap in next week. We're going to have another dope interview for y'all. Catch me at The Real Uncanny on all your favorite social Media platforms for more exclusive content, man. Y'all know what it is. Connects Radio, Midwest Connects. Uh, every episode is powered by bettersblock.com, Midwest Mixtapes, getyourbuzzup.com, the Fleet DJs, the Nerve DJs, and, of course, us, the Midwest Connects.